Welcome back to the In God She Trust podcast. This is Mandy, Katri, and Tasha. And today, we're just going to get straight into it because I don't have a good story to start off with. We are actually talking about demonic stuff. I was like, do the we have a name for it? The moon. There we go. <laughs> that was the first thing. Because, like, my, you know, because you're like, we were talking about, and, like, my brain goes, dark stuff. And then all of a sudden, I just hear, the dance in my brain. We did, we usually kind of, like, name it ahead of time, and we didn't no, we name didn't this one. And so, mm. I'm going, oh, wait, how am I going to explain this where it yeah. doesn't, people are like, and next. Yeah. Demons of the supernatural. <laughs> We probably just did just lose some people. <laughs> well, it's one of those that, like, you know, potentially you think that you have to be in a right mindset. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I did, like, totally take a minute to pray extra before we did this. And so I sometimes think that. But it's not one of those things that you should be like, oh, I don't really want to listen to this while drinking my coffee or whatever on Saturday when this gets uploaded. Um, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't. It's not supposed to just be a only when I'm feeling super like churchy or spiritual or something like that. This is a no. This is a conversation that yeah. really is important. Uh, absolutely, I think you're absolutely right. And the I mean, just the the cut and dry of it and biblical side of it is that demons and Satan are absolutely real things. Absolutely real. And so that's something that you know in the previous. Um, episode we discussed about how there's certain things that church pastors won't touch on mm-hmm. and this is a huge one of them yeah they will not touch on yep and so so here we are we'll here touch we are. on it we'll talk about it mm-hmm. but yeah first peter 5 8 says be sober-minded and be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour he's like constantly looking for believers to devour and it's not just i mean a lot of times people think it's just satan satan has he has those tiny little, I, I kind of see them as gremlins, you know, like it, that are fed after midnight yeah. with the ears and the hair and they're like this, the, the teeth, but like weird, weirder, grosser, nastier, darker, and invisible. And they're not so fun. And, um, yeah, I feel like it's something that, yeah, like Tasha said, people don't want to preach on or talk about because it's scary. So let's talk about Satan first. Like, who is he? Biblically. He is a fallen angel. Right. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I thought you were going <laughs> to... No. Mandy's just like, like Mandy was like, that was like, yes. Yes. Totally That's, agree. That is. Yeah. Now, some faiths out there think that he's like God's brother or Jesus', Jesus bro- brother. Jesus' brother. That's the one it was. I'm not in that. I don't have that same theology. I don't either. Well, there's nothing biblical about that statement. No. Nothing, there's nothing in the Bible that states that. It states that Satan was a high angel in God's realm, and mm-hmm. he had jealous tendencies, mm-hmm. and he tried to... Um, he was the angel of worship. Yep. He was the angel of worship. And that is why... That's a... I'm glad you said that. Yeah, me too. Because... I was like, I got something to say. Well, go ahead. Tell no, no, you, sure. you, no, you, you go. Sure. No. <laughs> no, you go. No, you go. It's like, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. I love you more. Aww. 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 No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, th- that is why we are in charge of worship mm-hmm. to the Lord is because Satan was the angel of worship and he got cast down. He had like six sets of pipes, didn't he, or something like crazy. 
where it was like, I, I, I read somewhere that, that, that some people believe that he had like three sets of vocal cords, vo- vocal, vocal cords, vocal cords. <laughs> and so like he, he was just this gorgeous voice and very musical and that he was like beautiful, like one of the most beautiful angels. Interesting. But yeah, he, uh, he, we have no angel of worship. So we, God put us in charge of worship. And so that's why so many of us, when we do sing and praise the Lord, that's where some of us feel the closest mm-hmm. to him in times because yeah. it's a direct connection to God. Yeah. And he cast Satan down and made him, and a lot of people don't realize this, but he made him ruler of this world. Mm-hmm. And so that is where um, God found the loophole in that whole aspect because he knew that we had people already on this world. Satan was in charge of it. So therefore Satan had every right to do what he wanted to these people. Um, but that is where we get the, the blood covenant comes into play. And we have the second Adam in Jesus Christ that died for our sins. And therefore we were able to pull the supernatural back into this world. And, um, Satan does everything and anything um, has complete control over this world. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't think a lot of people understand. But yeah. Um, one, one slight silver lining to that is like, yeah, this is like, you know, Satan gets to rule here, but he still falls under God's authority. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get to run rampant and do whatever he wants. He is, his power is still limited underneath God's authority. I mean, it says in Job that Satan had to, uh, Satan was summoned to, to God and God gave him restrictions on what he could and could not do to Job. So uh, like, you know, a, a lot of people just think he's like this huge, high and mighty being like, yeah, he's very, very powerful, but he is not as powerful as, as the almighty. He still has to follow his rules. Well, it was a bet. I mean, it was, I mean, that's a great example is Job. I mean, he, Job was so faithful and such a follower of God that God had so much belief in him that he allowed Satan to tempt him. And that was it. He said, you can do all of this, but don't kill him. Mm -hmm. And so through all of the death, destruction, turmoil, illness that he put Job through, Mm -hmm. Job stayed faithful. And then you see that again in the temptation of Christ and he lost that battle too. Mm-hmm. So, but it's the one thing, I mean, talking about the temptation of Christ and you said this too, Kitri, the last episode about how, how knowledgeable on scripture that Satan is. Absolutely. He knows what we read. He knows scripture. I mean, look at, look, I mean, it, what you just said, the temptation of Christ in two out of those three temptations, he quotes the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's really important for us to know our word and to be in the word because Satan, Satan is known as the deceiver, but you, you cannot be deceived if there's not a hint of truth there. And so what he does is he'll take scriptures from the Bible and he'll just twist them just a little bit because the Bible is pure truth. But what he does in order to see people, he's just twist the truth just a little bit. I mean, like what he does with Eve in the garden, he's like, oh no. Like you will just be made like God if you eat from this tree. You'll be ma- ma- be made like God. He just doesn't want you to be made like God. 
you'll know everything God knows about good and evil. There's truth to that. Mm -hmm. We would know the knowledge of good and evil like God, but he twisted it to make it sound like we would become equal to God and we could become our own God pretty much. And so he twists and that's how he gets us a lot of times. And Satan, like from the very beginning, has just been a big fat loser, you know, <laughs> just to make it sound, I don't know, like. That's the attitude we have to take with yeah. and You're and nothing. He is. He's absolutely nothing. I mean, in like he tried to climb, he tried to become better than himself. He tried to climb the hierarchy, quote unquote. And in trying to become higher, he actually found himself lower. And I think that's just like a, a really good reminder of we cannot try to trump God, you know, and he got himself cast out and yeah, he gets to rule this earth, but he knows that he's not going to win. He knows that he's already lost. He knows he has no chance against, um, against Jesus. So his entire scheme is to either one, completely keep people blinded from the truth. He takes things that were normally bad and he tries to twist them and push them as good. And then he tries to take good things and twist and push them as bad. And then if you are a Christian, he tries to get you to doubt constantly. And he tries to get you to pull away from Christ. But I mean, ultimately Satan doesn't care if you believe in Christ, he doesn't, but he cares if you want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And he, he cares that like, Oh, I can't, I just can't let them be, you know, he's like, oh, I, I just can't let Mandy show people Christ. I can't let Mandy's life showcase Christ's love. And so what he does is he tries to get into our lives and attack us from every angle. And he knows our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's still a very knowledgeable. He, But however, I do want to preface, he is not 100% knowledgeable. Um, he is not omnipresent and omnipresent. Omnipotent. Omnipotent, thank you, like God is, because he is still limited, but he is still very, very knowledgeable. And so what he tries to do is he tries to twist little things in our lives to either pull us away from God or to pull people away from God completely. And so he, he likes to distract us with all of these different things, or he gives us constant trials, he and his demon. And so, and not a lot of people like that idea that he is so knowledgeable and he is so powerful. So it's just, I mean, I really was not, I did not have my eyes um, awakened to the supernatural, both um, heavenly realm and um, demonic. demonic. I almost said hellery. <laughs> <laughs> heavenly and hellery realms, um, you know, until just recently. Um, because, it, I mean, it's the supernatural. You can't explain it. It's not logical. And it's just like, it's one of those things that people are like, you know. Um you know, the thing is, and kind of what we touched on in the last episode as well, is that the more that you stay on track, like you said, that you're trying to win people for the kingdom, the more that you're going to get hit. And I was reading this book today, and it said that when you feel like you're getting defeated on all sides mm -hmm. from Satan in every aspect, that is when your victory is the nearest. Because Amen. it's like when you are doing everything that you're supposed to be. God is going to hit, or sorry, not God. Satan is going to hit you from every side to try to get you to stop that because he knows that God has a plan for you. Yep. And so take that as encouragement instead of defeat 
that when you're coming and everything just seems like it's overwhelming, Mm -hmm. just know that you are near something wonderful and you are near your victory. Yeah. And he knows that if every person who comes to Christ recognized who they are in Christ, their purpose in Christ, and their authority in Christ, we would be absolutely unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And so he wants to pull us away from that realization, our purpose, our authority in Christ, and becoming fulfilled in Christ because he he like he knows he's already a loser, but he's just trying to close the gap of how many points he's going to be beaten by. Mm-hmm. We'd be unstoppable if every believer came to the realization of who we would be fully in Christ. And he was cast down with with a legion of of fallen angels, mm-hmm. and so that's where we start seeing in the Bible that, especially in the New Testament. You know, the, this demon possession, and especially during Jesus' ministry, Jesus casting demons out of people. And then we see after the, the resurrection that the disciples were then allowed to have that same power as well. Mm-hmm. And something that we are and have been learning and feeling and, and, and developing um, in the authority of Christ is that biblically that right is for us too. And it says, it says in Joel, like in the last days, my, the men and women, they will see visions. They will cast out demons. They will speak in tongues. They will, you know, dream dreams. Dream dreams. Mm-hmm. We have all of this that's stated about the fact that we have this ability and we just mm-hmm. have to accept it. Yeah. I want to just read a couple verses just to kind of show that it, d- demons are biblical, not biblical characteristics but they're in the bible like it is a true thing you know because it's it's there um timothy 4 1 says this the spirit clearly says in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons james 2 19 says you believe that there is one god good even the demons believe that and shudder which i always yeah that's good really like that one i mean because they believe in Jesus. I mean, Satan and demons mm-hmm. believe in Jesus. Matthew eight thirty one. the demons beg Jesus. If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. That's the, where, um, Jesus cast out many, many demons. And then, yeah, they did go into, into a herd of pigs. And then the pigs ran and dove off a cliff. Um, I mean, and there's, I mean, I'm just looking at one website and I'm, I'm there's 20 at least. They're all over the Bible. And the thing, again, is that we don't, unless you're in the Word, you're not hearing about these half the time. And so this is why it's so important to be in your Bible mm-hmm. and studying the Scripture and figuring this stuff out for yourself because you're not going to get taught mm-hmm. the truth. And so many of these churches, you know, are you're having fellowship, you're having conversations, you're having life groups. Sometimes they're not going to always be those groups that bring up mm-hmm. this truth. You have to find that answer for yourself. And the truth yeah. of it is, is that they are there. They is real. Mm-hmm. And sound like I said Israel. It is real. It is real. Israel. It is real. Yeah. I mean, going off what you said, um, last one, Ephesians 6, 10 and 12, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Did you ever notice that it says spiritual forces of evil? in mm-hmm. the heavenly realms. 
Yeah. That, that is potentially another podcast. Yep. Yeah. Yep. About that. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Well, I was just going to... So, we like to... I, I know in the last podcast, I brought it back to, like, here is what the world says. <laughs> you, people don't... Like, it, it scares them because it doesn't sound like anything that we talk about or that is a normal thing. Mm-hmm. But it really is. It's just in the non-biblical sense... People call them ghosts, and they call this, like, mm-hmm. paranormal and things like that, mm-hmm. and they're not ghosts. Yeah, I'm they're... sorry to tell you that your grandmother's ghost is not your grandmother. That is a demon. I've had I've had people tell me, you know, I know, I've seen them, I've heard them, I've felt them, you know, and they're ghosts, they are real. And we watch this stuff on reality TV, the ghost hunters, all that stuff. And we've said this before. If you go out looking for that crap, you're going to find it because Satan wants you to believe that this stuff is here. He wants you to be fearful. He wants that spirit of, you know, just uncomfortableness about you. Yeah. And the Bible says when, when you die, your spirit goes one of two places, upwards or downwards. You don't get to float in this medium. (laughs) Unfinished business like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah. And you don't get to come back down from heaven to earth and all this stuff. Unless you're, yeah. (laughs) You know, and I mean, so anything that is seen in the supernatural or the paranormal, that's demonic. But they can take on different shapes. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, and, like, I've had demons, like, attack me in my sleep. And then, like, did I tell you guys about my dream? Yeah. 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 I'll tell the listeners really fast, but it was just, like, it was actually not too long ago. And it was um, pretty recently after um, I had been baptized in the Holy Spirit and um, received my my heavenly language. Um, But I had felt that, like, some evil thing was just there constantly. I could feel it. And, um, I had called up a really good friend and I was just like, I don't know exactly what to do about this because I, th- I think it's real. And it was just my eye, you know, God just opening up my eyes to this. She's like, no, it's completely real. And so she on the phone, she had me go around my apartment and she had me, you know, binding it and casting it out in Jesus's name and everything. And then that night I went to sleep and in my dream, I was in a scalding hot bathtub, but I was freezing, but the water was made out of dirt and blood, which is also very creepy and very gross. And I was just freezing. There was nothing in my apartment, but I could just feel this dark presence. And then in my dream, the water started crawling up the sides of the bathtub in the shower. And then it started pooling above my head on the ceiling, which is also very creepy. It looked really creepy. And then I look up, and then one tiny little droplet hits me on the forehead. And then all of a sudden, I am, like, being physically attacked by this demon. And I could hear it, like, whispering or speaking some evil demonic language in my ear. And he was trying to pull me under the water, and I'm fighting, and I'm breathing. And I, like, turned my head, and I, like, bit into the arm of it. And it finally stopped, but I was just like, no, you don't get me and all that stuff. And then, like, that that feeling of evil was just gone. But I woke up. I was just drenched in sweat, just drenched in sweat. And the dogs were freaked out, which also freaked me out because I'm like, okay, my dogs rarely get freaked out. But maybe it's just because I was maybe thrashing in bed. I have no idea. But... I like they I mean dreams are a real thing. Sometimes my dreams are me having two heads and sometimes I have dreams like that where you just know that like 
you know, we are under demonic attack from that. And sometimes like if we're at our most vulnerable is when we're sleeping. So they're like, okay, she's vulnerable. I can, I can attack her here, but it's just like, yeah, it's crazy. There's so many times, I mean, just in our sleep or even outside of it, that I think if we realized and could visibly see Mm. Satan or his nasty legion of, you know, demons whispering in our ear, putting thoughts of, you know, um, insecurities, fear, anxiety, all of those things in Mm us, um, you know, that happens a lot and we do feel that heaviness and we do feel despair and loneliness and loss and we get all of those things. But the thing to realize and to understand is that you have the power to get rid of them. And you do that in Jesus name. And it says that all throughout the scripture, if you, they, that is the one thing that will make them turn around and flee is if you say in Jesus name, because they fear his name. They have to bow to yep. hear it and to his name. All you have to say is, is in Jesus' name, you don't have control over me. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you. And you will feel that yep. lift and go away. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of times people see, like, the the paranormal or they, and it's, you can't explain some of that stuff, you know, like that evil, dark, paranormal, supernatural stuff. And so fear sets in, but that's exactly what they want. They want you to, you know, hide in fear or cower in fear because then they can attach themselves to you. And, you know, right before we started this podcast, it just clicked with my brain. Once again, um, I was talking to Tasha. I seem to have a lot of people in my life that struggle with alcohol and one, um, one sermon I listened to a while ago was eye-opening. And it's not just that we get attacked, you know, here or there. Sometimes we can actually open ourselves up for attack. Like, um, like for example, uh, years ago, before I knew any better, I went and I saw a medium. And, you know, that's witchcraft, mediums, crystals, astrology, tarot cards that those are all demonic and that's biblical go to absolutely it's in deuteronomy it's in there um and the bible teaches to stay away from that stuff because it opens up like up some weird realm for demonic attack but like one thing have you guys ever realized that whenever you go to a grocery store or a liquor store it always says wine and spirits Mm -hmm. yeah and it's because when we and the Bible tells us to be sober minded because when we overindulge in alcohol or we're constantly drinking, what that does is that lowers our senses to being aware of what's around us. And um, when we're constantly in alcohol, what does it do? It makes us sad, lonely, depressed, angry, bitter. But what that does is when we drink, and not even like constantly or a ton, but when we become buzzed or drunk or just anything that does not make us sober, it lowers our inhibitions and our awareness and it allows demonic attack. That's why it's called wine and spirits is because it creates a different spirit within us and it allows for us to be constantly attacked by spirits. 
And so I was just like, oh, that makes so much better. Because I'm like, why is it spirit? You know, or sometimes people get spirited. You know, they get insane or they get, you know, overly done when they get drunk. And they, they become somebody who they are not in real life when they are not sober, when they overindulge in alcohol or drugs or anything that clouds their mind because we are to be sober-minded so we can stay aware of the demonic attacks and, you know, making sure that we are in the word and that we know who the higher power is because if that gets lessened we can be become like a differently spirited person and it opens us up for spirited like um, demonically spirited attacks and i mean with that being said just because you're saved because you're a christian doesn't mean that you're immune to those attacks i mean it just goes back to what we're saying they're going to hit you even harder even Mm -hmm. harder Um, and so it's just important to realize that and i'm not saying you can't drink at all (laughs) (laughs) That's but yeah. 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 Um, no, I mean, you just have to find that trust and that and that um, faith in Jesus because if it's not alcohol, it's going to be something else. It's going to be food. It's going to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, sex. It's going to be, you know, all these things that we go to for vices. Mm-hmm. And we have to just realize and make a concerted effort because if, you know, we're if we're not giving God 100%, then then that's not fair. That's not fair to him. He gave us 100%, and he expects nothing less than us. And if we turn to those vices instead of turning to him, um, then then you really need to reevaluate, mm-hmm. I guess, where what you want and what your walk with the Lord is. Yeah, but, I mean, remember, demons have to bow to Jesus' name. Mark 5, really fast, like uh, Mark 5, 5 through 13, um, it's talking about a man who's demon possessed. It says constantly night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and cutting himself with stones. The demon was making him cut himself. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him and shouting with a loud voice. He said, what business do you have with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? This is the demon talking. Mm-hmm. So he recognizes who he is and he, and he bowed before him. I implore you by God, do not torment me. For he had already been saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He was asking him, what is your name? And he said to him, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the region, talking about the man. Now there was a large herd of pigs. It's the same one. Yeah. Nearby. So please send us into the pigs so that we may enter them. Jesus gave them permission and coming out, the unclean spirits entered the pigs and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, about 2000 of them. And they were drowned in the sea. The thing that's really pivotal about scripture like that is that Jesus was not scared. You don't see him. You don't see scripture saying, you know, he approached in hesitancy or he. Mm -hmm. No, Jesus stays faithful. He stays calm. He stays, you know, just secure in who he is. And that is going back to we are created in his image. We are given those gifts. We are um, Christ-like when we give our lives to him. We have the ability to handle all of that. So there's no reason that we should approach any issues of, you know, demons or um, spiritual warfare or anything Mm -hmm. like that. We should not be scared to enter upon that because we have the ability to 
be victorious and to conquer each and every one of those situations because we have Jesus with us. So we do not need to be afraid. And it's actually mm-hmm. silly to be afraid of those. I know it's mm-hmm. hard, but it's really very easy to say in Jesus name, I rebuke the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, I rebuke this attack. You have no control over me. You are absolutely nothing, Satan. Go away. You're worthless. I don't mm-hmm. care for you. Go. And I did that just a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, like we, we had talked about, I have somebody very, very close to me um, who's now living with me um, that, I mean, I talked to you guys about it. I was like, I, I just know that she is being attacked by demons like I just know and even you guys were like yeah we can feel it and so uh, when she left I prayed over some olive oil I know this sounds kind of crazy but Mm -hmm. but I went around my apartment and I went around speaking in tongues and I said I bind this house in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ if there is any unclean spirit if there is any demonic spirit that is attacking this person and causing her harm you are cast out of this home in Jesus's name. And I was just going around and I was praying and then I was binding Christ's power in the home. And I even went on all of her bed posts and I prayed over her bed and I did this, like not, there was not a wall or a door untouched because I mean, it, I, d- I didn't want any, <laughs> yeah. any, anything. And even like a few days later, she's like, I'm actually feeling a lot better. And she's been constantly dealing with the, these with these problems and she's not 100% healed by any means, but sometimes you just need a little bit of air to breathe, but that's, that's the power of Christ that is given to us as believers in authority. But Christ gives us and the Holy spirit gives us gifts and they're, they're like weapons, like the, the like this, the armor in order to fight these things. And, and scripture says what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Mm-hmm. And it goes back. I don't think we can emphasize enough to get in the word and know your Bible mm-hmm. because that is, it is absolute truth. There's nothing in it. You know, we talked earlier about people like trying to manipulate and pick and choose what they, you know, and that's yep. so much of these different like religions that are out there is because they, they um, take some things, they exclude others that's not right. I mean, the Bible is all or nothing Mm -hmm. and you can't just manipulate or leave out or change this or that little word to fit your agenda. You have to go off of what the Bible says and you're not going to find any of those truths outside of the Bible in this world. It's Mm -hmm. all going to go back to that word of God. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just talking about like the supernatural we have, we get supernatural spirit gifts. We have to ask for them, which, you know, a lot of people think, you know, if you become a believer, you just get these gifts when God deems, but you actually have to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you or to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And then he will give you these spiritual gifts. And and those are our weapons, um, for them or for, you know, like, and yes, they are biblical because I'm going to show you the Bible verse right now. So First uh, Corinthians 12, um, 4 says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit dis- distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom, a- another message of knowledge 
by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to a, another gifts of, he, of healing by that one spirit to other miraculous powers to a, another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still another the interpretation of tongues all these are the work of one and the same spirit and he distributes them each one just as he determines mm -hmm. so everyone could get a different spiritual gift by the holy spirit but each gift is said of the same spirit it is of the same spirit it is of the holy spirit and i had a family member tell me when i told them that i got my spiritual language that's witchcraft I'm like mm -hmm. no it's not it's yeah. in the Bible. Okay. It is in the Bible. You can't tell. And a lot of times people say, oh, that's witchcraft. But um, demons or Satan do not give gifts that will help you propel yourself closer to God. Right. They won't do that. It'll either be like, oh, let's go see a medium. Let's go use these crystals. If you put a crystal on your neck, it makes you manifest. Let's go read our horoscopes and see what our future will be. And, you know, all of that stuff. You're like, if you want to see what your future will be, read your Bible. Pray to God. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know what's going to happen. It's in the Bible, but it's, it's all distractions. I mean, I mean, if we look at it, tarot cards, it's like a way of trying to tell the future mm -hmm. horoscopes, astrology, crystals, all of that is trying to fill the hole of a higher power in one's life. The human body naturally wants to know a higher power or feels like, you know, they're like, there has to be something bigger than me out there, or there's some higher power, there has to be a God or something. It just, it's, it's innate in us. It's, it's, it's constant. And so when they do tarot cards or crystals or, you know, whatever, it's them trying to do what God has already done, but leaving God out of it. And, and that pulling in goes the back to the beginning of, of time. People immediately started doing that. And they started to create, mm -hmm. you know, you look at Elijah, you know, this is, we go back to saying God has a sense of humor and, you know, he used these men that were just, I mean, I wish, and I know this is going to come out terrible, but I wish men today were like the men of the Bible sometimes because, yeah. you know, they... It, we love you men, but, you know. Well, you know, I was talking <laughs> I was talking to, to somebody about Elijah the other day, and I texted him, and I said, I literally just laughed out loud because I'm reading I'm reading Second Kings, and, you know, the one of the kings is trying to go... Um, trying to go and capture Elijah and bring him back and kill him. And so he sends 50 guys out to the mountain that Elijah's on. And they're like, come with me. And Elijah's literally like, or if um, I'm a man of God, how about fire just fall from heaven and consume you? And boom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I literally laughed out loud and I was like, savage. You yes. know, like, <laughs> I mean, like that. And, and I'm like, this is a man of God. And so what does the king do? He sends 50 more out. And he was like, oh, round two annihilated mm -hmm. you know and then he goes back and he sends another 50 and at least this dude that went the third time had you know enough wits about him to be like please i have i'm here on an order i don't want to be here don't destroy me please don't like, send the fire right? no fire you know <laughs> and, and but he it, but and, and i got on a, off on a tangent on elijah but you know what i initially was getting at was when he um he, he was trying when he outdid all of the like 
hundreds of prophets of, of, of Baal. And mm-hmm. they were trying to, he was like, get two calves, sacrifice two, two cows and get them on the pillars. And I'll give you all dang day mm-hmm. to call fire down from heaven to make these a burnt sacrifice. And yeah. all day long. And they, they got to the point, like, in the evening that they were cutting themselves and spilling their own blood. And they were, you know, doing all of these things that were not of God mm-hmm. and could not do it. And so Elijah, Elijah's, oh, my gosh, he's just, like, like I said, savage. He, So what does he do? He's like, go pour water all around. Pour it to where it's overflowing in the troughs. Now do it again. Now do it for a third time. You know, soak these suckers. And then he's like, okay, God, here, set him fire. And comes and he, he immediately, within minutes, gets both of the, the cows to go burn offerings, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's because he was following the Lord. That's because he was doing what he was supposed to do. That's because mm-hmm. he was not trying to do false religions or find, find meaning in anything mm-hmm. else. You know, these guys are worshiping this and, you know, because it's the, the God of this and the God of this. And I mean, that's just ridiculous because it's not what God says. And mm-hmm. you get Elijah who's only doing what God tells him to do, what is such a simple thing. We just have to do what God tells us to do and to worship him and everything will work for his good. Yeah, absolutely. Mandy, like, have you had any, like, weird experiences with, like, good or evil supernatural? <laughs> yeah. Um, Spill it. Well, some of the stuff we have discussed putting on its own podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being, like, making sure I'm not taking from one to add to another. <sighs> I mean, you had, like, the dream. I've mm-hmm. had that where, you know, you wake up and you're heavy on the chest. And before you can fully wake up, like, you know, you kind of almost feel like you're not breathing. And mm-hmm. this is a common thing I've heard amongst people when I'm talking about this conversation, that that sort of feeling, that sort of sensation. And it's the crying out to Jesus. And I have, it's been as simple as just, like, Jesus in whatever capacity or close to being able to say it because mm-hmm. it has been as heavy as like, like right, where you not, quite get I it can't out. get it out, but the sentiment, the thought, the whole thing is there. There's been the point of the spiritual warfare slash depression, mm-hmm. which is something we could totally go on its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that God was, I was allowing the enemy's voice to be greater than God's voice Mm. and, and sinking into what was my daily reality, which was the depression and what was going on mentally, which I'm not going to go into detail at this point, but sometimes it can feel so heavy. It feels so heavy. It feels so realistic. And there was no light at the end of the tunnel. There was no way of my, I just couldn't figure out a way out. And I, and I audibly, well, I heard in my in my mind, I was like, maybe you're supposed to do this horrible thing, which was obviously not true, in order to make this happen mm. for God. That's and I, I will never make you. I heard yourself. it, I, and it wasn't. It, it there's more to it than that, but yes, that was a portion of it, and. Um, and I actually, that's where God was like, whoa, because I actually was falling in that way. And he's like, hold up. 
And I had yeah. almost an audible moment. Not, uh-huh. I don't know that it was as like audible as like coming over the speaker, like you have talked about right. and things like that. But, um, he's like, hold up. Does that sound like me? Uh-huh. And that's kind of all he had to say. And I'm like, hold yeah. on. I know that voice more, but it, it was, is this thing of everything else. This sounded really real. But see, that was just My like spirit was like, yeah, that one actually, that hold on. Evil thing was like, yeah, and it pushing was, you in that direction. It was easier, even though it wasn't, and it was easy to go this way. Yeah, but my spirit recognized this little. Now, does that sound like me? Mm-hmm. Which I kind of liked because it was as simple as just like that's exactly how I would talk. Yeah, to someone else who was sounding a little stupid. <laughs> and <laughs> so God talks to us in ways that sometimes only we can really understand that it's him. I get that. Yeah. And, but it wasn't, it wasn't done. It wasn't finished yeah. at that point. And so I had to, I had to find my way, but I went, I know that. And I know that voice. And that was like my little like lighthouse beacon. Yeah. And it's, and yeah. And one thing that I, um, that I kind of want to touch on that you had said that like you had believed like the, the darkness over like who God was sometimes. And sometimes yeah. like that, even though I didn't feels, realize I was doing that. Right. And sometimes it just feels like it's just so overwhelming and that, um, you know, there's been sometimes where I'm like, God, where are you? You know, where I've just been so heavy and so depressed and just like constantly attacked where you're just like, okay, but who is he? You know, like, and we have to recognize that he is the almighty. He is powerful. Nothing, um, is above him. Everything has to, will, will bow to him. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And sometimes, you know, you just have to constantly repeat that. Um, but like with people under spiritual attack, I mean, like, like I said, like with, with this person that's very, very close to me, um, that was why I went and uh, I talked about last episode that I went and talked with pastor Danny and pastor Nancy, because I was like, okay, they, they understand this supernatural stuff really, really well. Um, and I was just like, I, I was like, I know, like if I could, if I could get her here and you guys lay hands on her, like we could just, we could cast them out and we could, we could free her. Cause I just kept seeing the, the Bible story of, um, the friends who ripped off the roof and lowered their paralytic friend in order to be healed in front of Jesus. And they're like, absolutely. I was like, sometimes we have to borrow the faith of others. You know, like those, those friends were like, we're going to get you healed. This is the person that can heal you. We're going to take you. And, um, one thing that they said was like, absolutely. And sometimes we do need that borrowed faith, but they're like, when Jesus said, pick up your mat and walk, he had a choice to either stay there or to pick up his mat and go. And so if we are being constantly either demonically oppressed, not possessed, but oppressed, um, and you know, all of these trials coming at us, or we see it in, in a loved one or something like we can absolutely like cast them out, but we have to choose. We have to want that healing and we have to want that freedom because it, they can come back and make it seven times worse. But once they're also just like they're cast out or they're, they're pushed away, we have to be able to know how to fight them off again if they come back. And that is through the word of God. And that is through prayer. And that is through, um, that it's, it's through Jesus and making sure that we kind of understand that he is what we need in order to keep them away or keep them at bay or just to know that we have that authority to cast them out. 
So a really good resource. I know we've talked about it before, but C.S. Lewis, The Screwtape Letters. Oh, it's um, a fabulous if you book. Want to, if you want to talk about how tricky and sneaky Satan is, read that book. Oh. Second part of that is that it, he, because he is so sneaky, it is, like Mandy said, a little hard to discern, is this of Jesus or is this of mm-hmm. Satan? But we have to remember that Satan works in chaos and Jesus works in peace. Yes. And he proves that. And I, 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 another Elijah thing, you know, it's like when you, when, when Elijah was called out to the wilderness, you know, he goes into the cave and first it's like thunder and lightning. I'll probably get in this out of order here, but it's, you know, thunder and lightning and crashing and, you know, and the wind and it's crazy. And then there's an earthquake. And then, you know, I, I mean, these, all these things and, and he's sitting there and listening and he's standing at the cave and he's like trying to hear God's voice and all of this. And it's just wild and chaotic. And he's just like standing there in the wind and his robes are ripping around him. And he's just like thinking, you know, this is God. I'm supposed to be listening to him. You know, what is, what is God saying in all of this? And throughout all of that you know he's not getting anything he's not feeling anything and then all of a sudden everything stops and it's quiet and it's peaceful Mm -hmm. and it's just silence and it is then that he hears god say are you with me Mm -hmm. you know and so it is it is that absolute discernment um satan chaos god peace Mm -hmm. and that's where you get to feel what is right and what is not yeah. The scripture on the coming back seven times worse. Yeah. I thought that we should put that in there. Yeah. Uh, Luke eleven twenty four is where it starts. Um, when an unpure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it found, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go and live in there. The final condition of that person is worse than the first. Mm-hmm. Now, reading that scripture and not knowing mm-hmm. fully what that means, that is that you cleaned it up, but you didn't fill the house with God. So mm-hmm. you didn't replace where the, the demonic lived and was at. You, you got it cleaned up. You just but you did it. it. Yeah, you just emptied it. You didn't fill it. So filling yourself with the Holy Spirit and with the Word of God and mm-hmm. with His love and truth and knowledge and moving forward in that is what makes there... There's no room there for them to go back yeah. and get seven more wicked than itself and come back and live in there. And that's that's the key point there. Because yeah. otherwise, you're like... Well, but I want to get rid of one just to get, to seven. get it seven times exactly. worse. That's that's the key. Yeah. And like in that passage in Mark where it said thousands of them were cast into pigs. Thousands. And I'm just like, that poor man. You know, that, that body that they, they inhabited. You know, I'm just like... I'm like, okay, did he more? They maybe cast out, and then that was that, that didn't happen. It just kept multiplying and multiplying. I mean, who knows? But, I mean, one is annoying enough to deal with and hard enough to deal with, let alone seven. And it's just like, yeah, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like you said, just constantly ask God for that. So, I mean, whether you're being spiritually attacked with spiritual warfare or being demonically oppressed or, I mean, what have you, get in your word because, 
I mean, sometimes you don't necessarily need the laying of hands on people in order to cast them out. Sometimes it's just opening your word and infiltrating your brain and your body, your soul, your mind, your spirit with God. And that will just almost be like a natural cleanser. You know what I mean? Sometimes all you need, (laughs) I heard the song, all you need is love. All you need is God. All you need is love. Yes. But the love of God. And sometimes that will just naturally push them out and you don't necessarily need like this huge revival of laying in hands or whatever, but just God is the natural propellant of demons and Satan because they have to bow to him. You have Jesus power over yourself more than anything. Absolutely. And you have absolutely every capability to get rid of your own issues. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to believe that you do. You have to have that faith that God has instilled that power in you. But again, how do you get that? You get in the word. You get mm-hmm. in. You get in fellowship with others. You you constantly find resources. You don't quit. You make it, the Bible says to pray continually. You know, make it a habit that mm-hmm. it's not just a oh before this meal or oh now shoot it's you know I got to do my Bible you know reading time oh I got to do my devotion. It's an, it shouldn't be an obligation. It should be I get to read my Bible. I get to do my devotion. Mm-hmm. I get to Absolutely. go to the Lord in prayer. You know, and it's it's a privilege. And pray in the spirit because praying in the spirit or praying in tongues, the, the, the demons and Satan do not understand what you are praying when that happens. Because when you pray in the spirit, your spirit and the Holy Spirit are connected. And so you, that's your language that only you know, and it is pure, it is heavenly, and it is godly. So no demon or Satan or anything wicked can understand your prayers. When we're talking out loud in English or whatever language that you pray in, the demons and Satan can understand that. But when you pray in that heavenly language, Satan and the demons do not know what you are praying. Because when you are praying in the spirit, you are praying ultimately the ultimate and 100% fulfillment of the will of God. But that doesn't mean that if you don't have that ability yet, that you don't, that you're powerless. Yeah, absolutely not. Anoint. Yes. Whether it's olive oil that you prayed over whether you get actual, like, I don't know, marketed anointing oil, frankincense, myrrh, mm-hmm. there's a ton of them out there. Um, anoint, anoint your house, anoint things. You uh, have the ability. You have the ability. And one of the big things, like Tasha and I have talked about this before, we were both um, daily at a place that we felt needed that, but we didn't own the building. And so our our realm, our authority over it doesn't, didn't really work there. So we had to take it from another angle. So we chose to not anoint the building because we don't own the building or we don't pay for that building. Um, but you rent your house, you own your cars, all of those different things, mm-hmm. your family, you can anoint them. You can anoint people, you can anoint your doorposts, your, all of that. Um, but also back to, Satan is the um, angel of worship. There is a really cool thing called a shofar. Maybe you know about it. Maybe you don't. But it is basically like a ram's horn. And that goes back to, I think the first time it's in the Bible is um, Abraham and Isaac. Um, I think you're right. And when the ram gets caught in the bush and that becomes the actual sacrifice so that Isaac is not, they use the ram's horn and they blow through it, and it is um, 
it is a worship tool that Satan doesn't have is how I learned about it. Whether that's hundred percent accurate or not, I don't remember. I don't remember the context of when I learned that, but it came back from that story. So I, you know, if I'm wrong, forgive me, but that's where that came in. And it is an actual beautiful, weird sound the first time. Like it almost kind of like, it feels like it's like breaking something up inside your spirit. But then after that, it is gorgeous. I've never heard of that. I'm actually very curious. Yeah. They're cool. They're very cool. You can get them as intricate as, I mean, as you want, as much as you want to spend, honestly. But some pretty, pretty um, base level to the point where you need to like epoxy it so that the smell is not a thing. (laughs) I would all like definitely recommend getting like, you know, a little bit stepped up where it's ready to go. It's ready to be used. Hmm. Um, I'll have to look into that for sure. It's very... I used to have one. My dog chewed it up, unfortunately. Devil dog. I had one for a long time. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, you, there's so many different tools, but I wanted to make sure I got back to that one, and I felt like towards the end it was going to be more appropriate than yeah. at the beginning when Natasha first brought it up. But um, those are kind of big things. Prayer shawls are another really cool thing. Yeah. And um, just one thing that I think is just a theme is that we have the authority. We have the authority. We have the authority. And, like, which is cool because we're having a guest on the show soon who's going to speak to that thing specifically. And I think that's just another thing that maybe the churches don't teach on is the authority that we have in Jesus Christ over demons and, you know, certain things and, like, healing and, like, all, all of these things that just aren't taught about and I think we have to know who we are in Christ and the authority we have in Christ sometimes for just for it to click yeah. in our brains you know and p- prayer is the most powerful tool that we have when you realize that you have that authority mm-hmm. you your confidence level and not just spiritual things but worldly things it gets super boosted. Absolutely. Because it's, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, who, who can go against Jesus? And when you have the authority in his name to handle any and every situation, that is powerful. It is comforting. It is reassuring. It is everything that you need, especially if you're insecure or feeling doubts of self-worth, mm-hmm. anything like that. God has given these things to each and every one of us, and he wants us to utilize those. So he wants to equip us in the best that we can. I mean, no one, he, he's not going to just throw us out to the wolves and just be like, all right, hope you, hope you survive there, dude. You know? Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. So. So they, they're real, um, but they don't have to be scary, scary. Yeah. Just take that mindset because that's the mindset that Jesus had. He didn't approach with anything other than assurance that he had power over them. And we are Christ-like in that. Absolutely. But if you, uh, have any questions about any of this or 
um, comments or experiences, that would be cool. We'd love yeah. to share those. Um, the supernatural, both good and bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you can email us at igstrust at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. At i dot, no. Yeah. In dot, God dot, she dot, trust. Or on the Facebook page at in God she trusts. Send us a message there or send us an email. Send us a message on Instagram. Is that how you do that? Yeah, you that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. we, we would love to hear. We'd love to hear questions. We'd love to hear comments. Yeah. And share this podcast with your friends. Give us a five-star review because we're amazing. Um, yeah, just amazing like Amazing in Christ. Up. Amazing in Christ. <laughs> and we're hilarious. And it's a, it's always a good time. We're always a good time. So, um, well, we I guess we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.